0: One more shout, one more praise. Amen. I want to talk real quick. I want to call, I, listen. Uh, I, I, I want to help us begin to understand better than ever before. I want you to understand your enemy. Okay, I want you to understand the, the enemy because because a lot of times you know we get to thinking about the enemy. And, um, and and the, you know and the enemy and the, boy that's a bad guy man I'm just so tired of the enemy I'm just so tired of the enemy messing it. just so tired. but I think maybe if we could if we could correct our 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 perception that we'd have a lot easier time demonstrating the enemy's defeat. Okay, uh, Jesus was talking, John 16, you can go read it later, uh, read it in the Amplified, it's really cool, but John 16, it says, when he comes, and Jesus is talking here, and he says, when he comes, and he's speaking about the Holy Spirit, and he's talking before he was sent, but now he has come, so he's talking about something that's happened now. I didn't make that, like, more confusing, did I? Okay, it kind of feels like... What? Okay. When he comes, but he has come. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when he comes, he's going to convict and convince the world and bring demonstration. Okay? The Holy Spirit's job is to convict and convince and to bring demonstration. And and then he talks about the things he's going to demonstrate. And this is really cool because he's going to demonstrate the fact that the ruler, the evil prince of this age, has already been defeated and the sentence has already been passed upon him. Okay, so the enemy... The enemy, get this, the enemy's already defeated. Well, why is he wreaking havoc in my life? Great question. Great question why a defeated enemy would be given the ability to wreak havoc in your life. Maybe it's because you don't understand. See, the enemy's kind of like a chihuahua. Listen, if you own a chihuahua, we're also going to have a prayer line for you later. Because <laughs> I know you guys, chihuahua owners, are man, they love those things. And really, we should appreciate the heart of a chihuahua owner. Because that's a big heart right there. You'd take a rat with a hormone problem, call it a dog, and let it hang out at your house. Okay? Uh, man, I tell you, uh, Chinese wharf rats are better looking than chihuahuas. But anyways, that's just, you know, we have St. Bernard and, and a Great Dane Black Lab mix. You know, we have dogs, okay? Um, chihuahua owners. <laughs> oh, God bless you. Okay, you know, it's just amazing. Bless your heart. And a chihuahua, you know, you know how many people are afraid of a chihuahua? Man, people are just freaked out by chihuahuas. And, and, you know, they make a great guard dog, don't they? <laughs> it's funny to me, that, that the chihuahua, because they're just a noisy little rat. And they just run around, you know, barking all the time. It, it, it's, a cheap, it's a cheap investment to have a guard dog that's a chihuahua. You only need a fence this tall. And and it'll it'll keep him in. And but he he charges the fence, and people are like oh my god. And, and, and you know the, between our house and and, and a, you know place that we like to walk, there's a there's a people and they have like a herd of them. And and uh, and they come out and, and you see people like jet across the street and to try to get away from them, and they're all nervous. Dude, just turn around and go hey, and, and the Chihuahua runs back. Okay, the, the, you can freak out a Chihuahua. All you got to do is like move towards it. Okay. And you go, hey, and, and it's done. It's done. And I mean, if it does latch on, shake it off. Okay, it's it's not going to hurt you. It, and the only reason, the only reason Satan wasn't completely—I mean, one more blow at Calvary, he's toast. One more, why is he here? So you can demonstrate his defeat on a daily basis. You, you get out of bed to humiliate hell. See, but the, but the enemy wants you to think that he's got something up on you, that he's going to wreak havoc in your world. Dude, you do realize that every time the enemy shows up, it really, it, you got to see this correctly, because when the enemy shows up, it's an indicator that it's, it's time for your next promotion. When when Goliath showed up, David was stepping into his future. When Potiphar's wife made the false accusation, Joseph was getting ready to step into his future. When the enemy shows up and starts making noise, man, start packing. You're you're moving into a new level of future. You're you're moving in. Why? Because you're going to humiliate hell. Look at somebody and tell them, I, I live to humiliate hell. Man, see, see, a lot of us are under the impression that if we, if we do the wrong thing, that the, it, we're going to upset this enemy. Be, be, be real careful. You don't want to upset the, the, the chihuahua. You know, Be real careful. Don't, 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 don't poke the chihuahua. He's defeated. For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. You know to destroy. You know it's like the anointing. Understanding that the anointing doesn't break chains, it destroys them. Because something that's broken can be repaired, but something that's destroyed is man. It's rendered powerless. It's done. Okay, this enemy. You you have power. Jesus has given you power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's what the Bible says. That he has given you power over all the power of the enemy. You have authority where the enemy has power. Well, are you saying that the enemy has no power? No, he's got power, but you have authority over his power. You need to understand. See, the enemy not. The, you're not going to upset the enemy with what you're doing. See, it's not, he's not focused on what you're doing. He's focused on who you're becoming. See, it's not what you're doing that has him nervous. It's who you are becoming that has the enemy nervous. Okay, you got you got to get this because uh, I don't know if I'll get to use my notes or not. You, okay, check it out. The Bible says in Isaiah that God declares the end at the beginning. Okay, God declares the end at the beginning, and and, and no word from God this is this not what it says in Luke that no word from God will ever fail. So God has declared the end at the beginning. So is that what 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 option does the enemy have? What strategy that that, that that can he use to render the word of God of no effect? He doesn't have a strategy against the word of God. There's no strategy that's effective. The only strategy that he has is to get you to not receive the word of God. So if, because remember that that the sower sows the seed, and the seed's the word. So the seed, the seed, the word of God is a seed. And when God declared the end, it was a seed. And when he's speaking into your life, it's a seed that's going into the soil of your heart. Remember, Jesus said, remember the sower, he was sowing the seed, and some was this ground, some was that ground. This. But see, the enemy can't change what a seed does. He can only He can only convince you to reject it. And, but if you receive, remember what James said, if you receive with meekness or a teachable spirit, the word of God, it has power and that power, it'll save your soul. As many as received him, remember, this is what the Bible says, as many as received him, him? Who, who's him? Well, Jesus, you know, well, who's, what's Jesus? He's the Word, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the sower sowed the Word, and the Word was the seed, and the seed was the Word. So, so he's the seed, right? So if you can receive, as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the Son of God. You will, you can become the person that God's called you to be when he declared the end at your beginning See, the enemy can't, can't stop that unless you abort your future by rejecting the seed. That's what's, what's tied up in the seed? It's the future. See, there's a reason the enemy doesn't want you to receive that seed, because your future is locked inside that seed. And remember, he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you, plans to prosper you, not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And see, what the enemy's wanting to do, what the enemy wants to do is to distract you so that you don't embrace the future that God's called you into. So when God says, you are victorious, how does the enemy stop you from walking in victory? The only way, his only strategy possible Is to get you to not receive that seed, but to reject it. And if you reject that seed, you abort the future that's tied up inside that seed. You doing okay? Now you're looking at me like like you're lost. If you if you listen, if you can receive this seed, there's a future in there. See, it's it's not what you're doing; it's who you're becoming. Enemy doesn't want you to become. You see, the enemy. The enemy wants you. The enemy wants you to uh, uh, to forsake the future. The enemy. The enemy wants you to totally misunderstand what God's saying. That's why two, two or three different places in the Bible, Mark 4, 24, Luke eleven 18, uh, it says be careful how you hear, or be careful with what you hear. Uh, be careful how, be careful what you hear. Your, your make sure that you understand this. Make sure you understand the, the Word of God. Make sure that you spend some time in there meditating that Word and get a clear understanding of that Word because, man, your future's locked in there. God's got a purpose for your life. God's got a plan for your life. And it's an amazing thing that God's gonna do in you and through you and for you, amongst you, and by you. And all hell is freaking out, trying to do everything it can to, to get you to, to, to focus, because see, what, what what he wants you to do is he he wants you to forfeit the future that's locked in the seed that God's sowing into your life so that you'll miss so that you'll miss it, right? Well, how does he do that? Well, well, he gets you—he uh, gets you to, to live outside of faith, because if you if you walk in faith, oh my God, nothing can stop you. So you now, just think for a minute. Okay, faith—I need faith. Hebrews eleven says that uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay, everything operates by faith. Romans 10 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith, faith, faith. The just shall live by faith. faith. The just shall live by faith. Okay, now I'm gonna live by faith. And, that, and faith is the word, that's that seed, and that seed's gonna get planted in the soil, and the soil's gonna produce a fruit, and that fruit's gonna unlock my future, and that's what the enemy's all about. So he's gonna try to separate me from the future that God's speaking into my life, that he spoke over me in the, at the beginning. He, you know, here's the deal. See, you and I, we start here going towards the end, but God's working from the end coming towards us. Hello? Do you understand that? God's, God declared the end, and he's at the end. Dude, check this out. Proverbs 19, 21. Did I give you that one? Proverbs 19, 21, and the message. Look at it. We humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails, See, you get an idea, you get a plan, and you and 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 you start moving. And and but see, remember Romans eight twenty eight that all things work together for good for those that love God and those who are called according to His purpose. His purpose doesn't change. So the end that He purposed for you at the beginning, when He had a dream about the future, and He He saw where you were gonna fit, and he equipped you to fulfill the dream that, that he had, and, and he declared that you're in at the beginning, and all he needs you to do is, is take a step, man. If you just take a step, he's going to cause everything to work together to get you to the end that he declared at your beginning, and so that, man, you plan and come up with all kinds of ideas, and God just works it all, and he's he's going to have you collide with the end that he declared. Why? Because he said you are you are victorious, and here here's, here's what we do, though, is because the enemy, the enemy's found a way to get us to, to abort it, Because see, God, God is wanting to bless you. How many know that God wants to bless you? How many want to be blessed? Oh, come on. How many want to be blessed? See, we're back to that thing about how many like money. Some of you are not sure you do. Quit lying. Okay. We want to be blessed, but but we need to understand what it means to be blessed. Right? Because in order to be blessed, how does God bless? He speaks right? If you, It's called the law of first mention. If you study the Bible, you find the first place something's mentioned, and then if you follow it through the Bible and it keeps happening that way, then you've discovered that's how that thing works. Well, in the beginning, God took Adam and Eve, He put them in the garden, and He blessed them and said, so how does God bless? Well, He speaks. See, When, when God speaks, what He says empowers you to do exactly what He said. So it, 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 when you're blessed, the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of a circumstance, To be positioned to win. Everybody say, to be positioned. say it one more time. Okay, you got to get this because, see, God is working on your position. You are focusing on your condition. See, you looking at your condition, God's working on your position. Okay, so when he says, you're victorious, you look at the condition, you go, doesn't look, does not look like victory to me. Okay, so if I, if I was painting a picture of victory, a chihuahua wouldn't be in it. And right now, all I see is a great big old honking chihuahua. Sounds stupid when you think about it, doesn't it? That all I see is what the enemy's doing. Doesn't that sound kind of stupid? Because he's just a chihuahua. But here's, here's the deal. Is, what's, what is the opposite of faith? Just, just think for a minute. What's the opposite of faith? And I just want you to think about that for a minute. Okay, now if any man be in Christ, this is uh, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. If any man be in Christ, he's new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new, right? Fresh and new, fresh and new. Any man who's in Christ. How many of you are in Christ? Well, the old things have passed away. Uh, l- let me ask you something. Uh, what are things? Words. Okay, it's the same word. For things and words. God said some things. He used words. Words are things. So the old things are passed away. Uh, Remember, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became mature, I put away childish things. So there's some, you know, man, old things, those old words are going, going. A new word's coming, okay? A new word's coming. If any man be in Christ, he's new. He's new. That old thing, that old thing, you got to put that away. See, that, that, well, I'm a loser. No, you're not. You're victorious. Why? Because he said you are. He, he, he's positioned you to win. But Jesus have to walk in faith. And, and here's the deal. What's the opposite of faith? I was asking guys tonight before church, what's the opposite of faith? Fear. Oh, that's nice. What's the opposite of faith? Doubt. Uh, what's the opposite of faith? Let me tell you what the opposite of faith is because we've got to let the Bible define the Bible. Okay? We've got to let, let the Bible define the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. You have that one? We walk by faith, not by... The opposite of faith is sight. So God's taking you to a position... But you're looking at a condition. I, I'm, I'm like on the verge of having revival <laughs> because you see, see if you can begin to understand what the enemy's doing, you you'll get this. See, when the enemy shows up, it's promotion day. But what's the enemy doing? He's trying to separate you. So that you, he, he wants you to look at things instead of hear things. See, God said, be careful how you hear. He didn't say, be careful what you're looking at. We're walking by what we hear, not by what we see. See, because God's declared my end. He says, you're victorious. So every step I take, is going to move me deeper into victory. Are you with me? Well, the enemy wants you to see all kinds of trouble. Well, you just need to understand what the enemy's strategy is. See, the enemy wants you to to look at you instead of listening to him. So if he can get you to look at you instead of listening to him... He can get you to not go where he's telling you to go. Because you'll look at you and you'll say, I can't do that. And you are absolutely correct. But if you hear him, see, Micah 6, 8, he has shown you, old man, what is good. He, 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 has, he has told you what is required of you. And basically, he says, you know, what, it, it's, what, I, what I want you to do is uh, uh, I, I want you, to, I want you to, to, to do what I say, to love what I do, and to go where I go. Okay? This is what I want you to do. I want you to walk in my ways, man. I, I want you to walk with me. Uh, and I want you to hear my voice. I want you to love what's happening. I want you to realize I'm going to position you. Okay? I'm going to position you. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. But you can't be looking at what you see. you got to be standing on what you hear. Okay? Are you with me? I'm going to show you something in a second, and it's going to be, drop the mic, okay? It's going to be crazy. Okay? It's going to mess you up. It's going to take you all week to meditate this. Because, see, we think that when God, here's what's going to happen. When God blesses me, here's what's going to happen. Man, I'm going to get a bigger house. I'm going to have a faster car. I'm going to have a newer bike. I'm, I'm going to have a, a nicer spouse. I'm, I'm going to have more obedient children. I'm going to have a congregation that throws money and claps a lot. You, you know, when God blesses me, people are going to say nice things about me. I'm going to probably be tricentennial of the year or something like that. It's going to be awesome when God blesses me. But Jesus, he doesn't want you... Living based off of what you're looking at. He wants you living based off of what you're listening to. And so he reminds them in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. Check it out. Here's Jesus describing what it looks like to be blessed. Uh, You're blessed when you're persecuted. I don't like that verse when you're persecuted for righteousness sake, when you say, okay, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and his way of being right. And when you, when you set out to do that, let me, let me tell you what's gonna happen. People are gonna persecute you. Hello? Here's how, you're gonna, here's how you're gonna know when you're really blessed. You're gonna be persecuted for righteousness sake. Oh, so you're better than us now, huh? So you started going to church, and now you're better than us. So you think you're all that now, huh? And the people who should have your back suddenly are stabbing you in it. I don't like that verse. Okay, go to the next one. You're blessed when men revile you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. Oh, now you know you're getting blessed. Now you know why. Because Let me tell you something. Because we, you, you want to talk about having unreasonable expectation. How about when you just decide, when you get dissatisfied with a common experience, and you say, you know what? God's bigger than normal. I said God's bigger than normal. And so what I'm going to believe God for is some uncommon results in my life. Well, let me tell you something. The common hate the uncommon. When you say, I, I'm going to live, I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to be righteous. I'm going to seek first his kingdom. Let me tell you something the unrighteous hate the righteous. I'm going I'm to live in purity. Oh, look at you. You, you. you used to hang with us, but now, mm, yeah, you got saved. You're living for God now. You joined a cult. Now, let me tell you when you when you know you're blessed, and they're and they're lying about you, and they're talking against you, and they're not inviting you over for Thanksgiving. Because, well, we'll probably do it wrong, and you know you're so much better than we, you're so much holier than we are now. Jesus said, when this starts happening. Look at the next verse. Rejoice and be exceeding glad. Because now you know you're right at the verge of a brand new future. Now, now you're stepping into something that the enemy's trying to keep you out of. See, uh, uh, see, see the enemy, um, and, and I'm, I'm about out of time, but check this out. The enemy... The enemy, the enemy recognizes, uh, how many of you guys know that you have a great strength? You have one area of your life that's just, you have a dominant strength. Amen? You have a dominant strength. How many, but do you also understand you have a dominant weakness? Okay? You, 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 everybody's going, mm-hmm. And people around you might not know your dominant strength. But they can help you locate that weakness real quick, Okay? Okay. and here's the thing. Here's the thing is that that dominant weakness. You know what it here, here, that weakness. You know what it wants. It wants to be fed. Okay, so it wants to get around people that'll feed it, that'll encourage it, that'll that'll help it grow, and it wants to separate from anybody who will not justify it. Am I done? Turn the music down just a little bit. Uh, Well, you didn't have to turn it off. That sounds like we don't know what we're doing. Uh, Check this out. See, if your dominant weakness, for example, is uh, substance abuse, who do you got on speed dial? The guy who will feed that dominant weakness. Who do you stay away from? People who will not justify it. It's been this way since the garden. Adam, you know, he had a weakness. And he tried to hide from God, who would not justify it. And he tried to hang out with the people who, feed it. Give me one more bite of that apple. Hurry up. Here he comes. You have a weakness. The enemy's strategy is to get you to feed your weakness. Okay, is to get you to feed your weakness. The Bible says, I don't have time tonight. Next week we're going to get into this. But next, next week, you know, the Bible says, hey, everybody has a, has a weakness. And anybody who says that they don't, they're lying. But we have a deal with God, see, that, that if we can bring that weakness into his presence, he'll, he'll help us. He'll help us with that. And see, so, so the enemies, he's wanting you to feed the very thing that God's wanting to deliver you from. So he shows you, he he gives you a picture. He gets you to look at something so that you won't hear what God's saying. Because see, God is pulling you into a position where you can be who he's created you to be. And the enemy's wanting you to look at your condition and think that there's no way that you'll ever get to the position that God's called you to. What we have to do, we we just need to understand something. That enemy he's defeated, and your role is to humiliate him. So you just keep taking steps forward. Because us humans we scheme and plan and come up with all kinds of ideas, but God's purpose, he ain't changing his mind about you. Oh, hear me. He's not changing his plan for you because you because you did some stupid thing. No, he 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 kind of knew that we were gonna have little mishaps along the way. It does, you, your mistake has not disrupted heaven's plan. Okay, He's going to cause you to co- collide, man, with the future that he has for you. And it just irritates hell. I mean, it, hell is having a meeting right now trying to figure out what they can do to keep you from understanding what God's saying to you. You don't have to worry about your condition. You need to embrace and receive your position, that you are becoming. See, when you're born again, you're a child of God, but you are becoming. To to as many as received him, to them gave he he power to become the sons of God. See, there's a difference between being born again, being a child of God, and being a son of God. See, a son, there's two words for son. It's technon. And, which means a son by a mere fact of childbirth, and wheels, which means a son who, dis, who 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 displays the characteristics of his father. This is what hell's afraid of: is that you're going to actually demonstrate the characteristics of your father. That that, that you that you're going to look in a mirror someday, and you're not going to see you anymore. That you're you're going to see a reflection of your father, and you're going to realize that you know you know what? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not only I'm not only called by God. I'm empowered by God. Uh, man, I mean, He's infusing me with strength. I have what it takes. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength. And all of a sudden, you know, it says that if we walk in the light, light is enlightenment, understanding. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship with one another. And, and, and I know, you know, that's applied all the time about you and me getting along and having fellowship. But really, it's talking about you, we're going to have fellowship with him. He is, he is the light. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we'll have fellowship with him and that fellowship is going to be. You know what? I can hear him clearly. I'm walking in the light now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not confused anymore. I, I'm not. My my mind. My mind is 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 no longer under the sway of a defeated enemy. I'm. Um, you, you know. Remember where it says God has not given us a spirit of fear, of timidity, of timidity, timidity. But but power, love, and a sound mind. It's, that word t- timidity? That word there is where it's timid. To be timid is in intimidation and the enemy is trying to intimidate you but you got to remember he's a chihuahua (laughs) hey and and he's done (laughs) you jump Shelly Palmer freaks her out every time Hey! And she did it again. You know, it's just crazy. You don't need to live intimidated. I said, you do not need to live intimidated anymore. And, well, the enemy keeps reminding me about what I've done. No, it's not what you've done or what you're doing, it's who you're becoming. You start you start agreeing with God. Yeah, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Now. Okay. You start agreeing with Jesus and with the Word of God. Yep, this is who I am becoming. I'm bec- you know what? I'm not perfect. Yet. And I think Paul said that. I think he said, you know what? I'm, I'm not saying I've already obtained this, but this is what I do. I forget what's back there. Why? Because old things have passed away. That old word. You know, you know, my daddy was a great man. He was a great man, but he called me some bad stuff. Well, that word, that's not the word that my Heavenly Father uses when He calls me. Right? So i got to let that old word go. I'm going to receive a new word. See, remember not the former things. What's, what are things? Words. Remember not, remember not the former thing. Remember not the former word. Neither consider the words of old. For behold, God said, behold, I'm going to do a new word. And it's going to spring forth now. See, you got a future that's locked inside that word. That word is a seed. And that seed, man, he, he's planting. And you know what? That, that seed, that, that God's wanting some of you guys to, to just wrap your heart around it. Wrap your, wrap your heart around it. Because it's, it's got a future. It's got success. It's got victory. It's got, it's got prosperity. It's got peace. It, it's, it's, got, it's got the future that God's called you to. And he just wants you to get a hold of it. And, and he needs you to receive it and to believe it and, and, and to quit looking at your condition but believe him about your position. And let him cause you to become the man and the woman that he's called you to be. You don't have to worry about that chihuahua no more. Amen. I think you'll, I think we ought to just thank him tonight. Just give him one more hand. Thank him. His words come alive in us. Thank you, Jesus. I want you, I want you to close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute. And thanks for staying all the way to the end, guys. Just from here on out, the rest of this service, just a few more minutes. But don't, don't anybody go running off just yet. Just chill. We're all going to pray prayer together. And if you're in this room tonight, and you know what? You just know that it's time for you to get your life right with God. This prayer that we're all going to pray, I want you to make it your prayer. And if you're here and you say, you know what, Tom? I, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to uh, receive. I'm going to receive that seed tonight. I need to be a new creature. I, I want to be in Christ because I need, I need those old things to lose their grip so I can get a grip on the new things that God has for me. And if that's you, well, while nobody's looking around, I just want you to hold your hand up so I can agree with you in prayer. Thank you. Thank you, it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, that's awesome. You can put them down. Anybody else, thank you. It's awesome. And, and this, this is the big deal, guys. This is it right here. That with, you know, well, well what, what is it? You know, I'll do this on my own. No, you know what? The very first thing you have to understand is that you have to respond when he's talking and when he's talking to you and when he's calling you, you got to respond. Man, you, you said, you, know, you got to hear me and you got to respond, So let's just pray this together. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, guys, give God one more huge praise. Huge praise.